Hey besties, it's Jackie here. Welcome to my podcast or welcome back to my podcast. I appreciate y'all for stopping by and taking the time to listen. Let me know your thoughts on my website. It's always linked. Hope you enjoy. Okay, so today's podcast is going to be a little bit of a deeper one. I mean, not a little bit, like it is definitely going to be a hard thing for me to share because I don't realistically think that I've ever in depth talked about this as a whole to anyone or even to myself ever. (laughs) So this is going to be an interesting podcast for not only you guys but me because I this is a new experience for me as well as I'm sure a lot of you guys I know I've talked about it but I know when someone says that they were bullied there's different kinds of bullying and there's different amounts and like I feel like a lot of people don't really understand the extremeness or true extent of how much bullying genuinely affects a person. Um, I genuinely didn't think that bullying could be considered a trauma of any kind. I mean, I guess that really depends on how much you're bullied and how long. Um, I'm reading this book right now. It's called Unfuck Your Mind. I don't, I couldn't tell you who it's by. It's on Audible. But she kind of was talking about, um, the whole book is really about um, learning to deal with your trauma. And she kind of mentions in there, like, a lot of people could not view bullying as a trauma or traumatic experience for a lot of people. Some people might not even consider it a trigger or what could cause triggers or cause PTSD. But I'm here to tell you for a fact that it definitely could. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so if you guys are genuinely curious about my history with bullying, um stick around. I'm definitely going to be all over this place with this podcast. I'm really just getting things off my chest here. Usually, I'm sure you guys have noticed, (laughs) but I usually kind of write things down so it seems better. Um, But in this podcast, I'm really just trying to get some things off my chest. I'm going to be telling you guys my stories of bullying and how it still affects me to this day. Not that I've really realized that it has until recently, but yeah, we are going to be doing that. So I hope you guys stick along and listen. It would definitely make me feel a little better. (laughs) Maybe you guys can share your own stories. This could also be a podcast to help people that maybe haven't dealt with bullying 
or have in the past been a bully understand genuinely how much it genuinely affects a person because I don't think a lot of people like we always hear I'm okay I'm just gonna start by putting a trigger warning of course because bullying is definitely a touchy subject because there are people that don't really know how to handle bullying a lot of the times and that leads to serious things, you know, and I obviously don't want to, I'm not going to go really in depth, but I will imply some things in this podcast. So yeah, I'm just going to put a trigger warning, but I hope you guys stay and listen and I hope this I mean, I'm not hoping this resonates with someone because I genuinely hope it doesn't. So I told you guys this in my Why I Started Therapy um, podcast, which is kind of funny because I'm not in therapy anymore because I can't afford it. Man, I know I probably should, definitely should, because I definitely wouldn't have come to this realization without having that first meeting with a therapist, but I I told you guys this, but I was kind of telling her about my bullying, and not really in depth, but kind of how my mental health has come to be, and she was like, for a lot of people, bullying can come off as a very traumatic experience, and that could be the underlying um, reason for all of your mental issues, which, again, I said this in that podcast, but it's definitely an obvious, that's that's a given, you know? (laughs) But I ended the call, and then I sat and thought about it, and even to this day, a lot of the things that, like, stress me out or make me very anxious or worrisome um genuinely like it comes down to bullying it comes down to my fears of bullying let's start from the beginning so my earliest memory of being bullied Call it what you want. Um, I know at this age, it's definitely hard to actually, like, think something is bullying because, I mean, kids at this age don't really know what they're doing until, like, later on in life. I didn't even consider it bullying at the beginning. Um, But, I mean, this is where it started, (laughs) For me, I feel like um, in preschool, (laughs) I feel stupid saying this, like, oh, I was first bullied in preschool, but genuinely, like, I didn't have many friends in preschool. Granted, I was a biter, so yeah, not many kids wanted to be my friend, but I did have one friend. I couldn't tell you his name. I don't remember him at all, 
but him and I would like play blocks and cars together like all the time. And then this one girl came along and stole him and would make fun of the fact that he that she stole him from me. So then from that day forward, I played alone. That was the earliest memory. When I lived in Nevada, I was physically bullied. Like in, I don't remember kindergarten as a whole or preschool, not preschool, <laughs> first grade as a whole. I'm not going to say why. I have a pretty good idea of why my mind has blocked those two years out, but I'm not really comfortable going into that right now, at least. But then second grade, I was pushed down at recess a lot of the times. Um, This one kid Literally, I was running, and he came up behind me and pushed me to the ground. And I cut up my knees pretty bad. Um, Obviously, I don't know if I said anything or not, but moving on. And then I also would... I I remember this one time I was at the top of the slide, and we had metal slides back then, um... I'm not that old, but, I mean, we still had metal slides. And this kid came up behind me and pushed me down from the top, and I tumbled down, and he just laughed. And then I also remember getting pushed down on, like, the asphalt, and my knee hit this, like, really small rock, and it really hurt, like, so bad. And then I can't remember if this was second grade or third grade I'm pretty sure it was third grade because we weren't allowed on this play this like specific playground in second grade so I mean I'm guessing it was third grade but um these girls we had these like this is definitely not safe I don't know why the school had these but we had these like big boulders that kids would just hop along on um at recess like kids do, Um, and these three girls came up to me and pushed me into one of the rocks, and I, like, hit my head, and it hurt really bad, and then I also remember the same girls. I was swinging on the swings, and they came up to me and just started making fun of me, and, like, they would, they, like, pushed me off the swings, Those years, I don't really, like, I didn't understand what was going on, you know? I was really young, you know? I didn't know that that was bullying, but looking back on it, obviously, (laughs) that was not nice of those people, but I didn't understand, so I don't know. I (laughs) couldn't tell you much about that. And then I moved to Arizona, and I started fourth grade, and, you know, fourth grade was, for the most part, at the beginning, pretty fun, you know, I liked um, it there, I made, like, two friends, well, I made a friend the first day, yeah, and then I made another friend, and this friend and I 
we're like best friends, you know. But the problem with that friendship was her, I think they were like cousins or something. Like they were related, I think, in some way. But they were friends and this other person didn't like that I was friends with her friend. And so she took it as a threat and started making fun of me. That was that was the start of her bullying. She would bully me for the next like three years. <laughs> four years. It was four years. My bad. Um, but yeah. Actually, I don't think she bullied me in eighth grade. Because we were in separate classes, so there was, like, really no way she could bully me. I will tell you, uh, I'm jumping ahead anyway, but so she would, like, make fun of me a lot in fourth grade. I don't really remember any instance, but, yeah, that's where it started. And then fifth grade, she continued to bully me. I think she was the only bully that I had at that time, but she definitely was beginning to become prominent. Like, in fourth grade, I still didn't really understand what bullying meant or what it was or how it could have affected me. I didn't understand. So, I just wrote it off as, like, her not liking me, and it was, it was whatever. And then fifth grade, it started to become clear that she wasn't just not liking me she wanted to make my life a living hell and then sixth grade I got bullied a lot for liking this kid um I'm not gonna go much into that she was still mainly the bully then but we did in seventh grade is when it started to pick up and I not only was getting bullied from her but there was, this, there was this other kid that would always make fun of me because I'm not going to say I'm dyslexic. I say this all the time, though. But I do have, like, reading problems. And, like, basically I'm dyslexic. I'm just, I don't want to say that because I'm not, like, I haven't been tested for being dyslexic. But, like, my dad is dyslexic. And a lot of the problems that he had in high school, in like school with reading, I had, you know, um, I, it just took me forever to read because like when I would read, like not like letters would like scramble, but like whole words would like, I wouldn't, I couldn't, I had to read slow in order to actually like read the sentence out perfectly but that didn't help for, like, the how many words a minute could you read. I sucked at those. And so I would always read so slow. And so he would always make fun of me. I remember in seventh grade, there was this one day. And two of my friends were writing notes about me. Not so kind notes, I will say. And... I saw my name in there and I was like, whoa, wait a minute. 
why are you guys talking about me? And so I took the note and read it, and it really hurt my feelings. And so I wrote at the bottom, like, this isn't true. And I gave it back to the girl that was being mean to me. And the teacher saw that, saw me pass the note and called me out in front of the entire class. And I walked up to the front and she read the note. And I tried to explain it to her that, like, I wasn't the one writing the notes. I was just reading it because it was about me. But I, this is when, like, this is where, like, my panic attacks started um, this year. Um, I started getting panic attacks when I had to read in front of the class or when, like, I had to speak in front of the class. I just got really anxious, you know, this is when the whole social anxiety started, um, because every time, I think the underlying factor was the bullying, but because every time that I would have to read in front of the class, they would make fun of me because I was reading too slow, um, and I got in trouble, and she sent me back to her, back to my desk, and I was just, I was, trying so hard to not have a panic attack at this point. I could feel it kind of bubbling and festering, but I I couldn't control it. And I like just put my head down. It's funny because the guy that was bullying me this year, his friend sat in front of me and his friend turned around and was like, hey, are you okay? That definitely meant something to me in that moment. I don't think I ever told this kid how much that meant to me, but he genuinely, like, made me feel so much better until what was to come next, (laughs) but I finally got it under control, and we were playing this, like, social studies game at this time, and unfortunately, unlucky for me, I was called to the board to play the freaking game, with the kid that, like, asked me if I was okay, and I was just so not in the mood to play the game. I was just out of it because, obviously, trying to suppress an anxiety attack is really hard to do. I've definitely been able to, like, master it now, but back then, I was just, just starting this, like, panic attack journey, okay, but I was so exhausted and not willing to do this, Um, so I just stood up at the board and knew I wasn't going to do anything, and so she asked the question, and we had to write it on the board, and so he obviously knew the answer, whatever, and so he started writing it, and I was pretending to write something, Um, and his friend shouted out, hey, no copying, like, she's cheating, and I know this is silly, but because I was already at the brink of a panic attack, I was, that comment, knowing that he has been making fun of me all this year, really pushed me over the edge, and I literally broke down, I was like, I have to get out of here, and So I walked out of the class, and on my way out, 
this other girl, the girl that has been bullying me for the past three years before that, um, made sure to put her jab into my back as well and said something rude. I don't remember what she said at this point, but it, it just like, I, I, I could be lying, but I think I told her to shut up as I walked out. I could be lying here, but I'm pretty sure like after she said her comment, I was like, shut up. And I just walked out and this obviously made the teacher mad but I just walked out and like bawled my eyes out. And my friend, um, the friend since fourth grade came out after me because he knew exactly like what was going on with me. Um, he's seen it the this whole time, um, how these two have made me feel. And so he was trying to calm me down and we went to this other room and there were some things going on that I'm not I don't really feel comfortable talking about. Um, but then we went back after class and I explained that to my teacher that I wasn't the one writing the note. I was just the one being made fun of in the note. And I, I grabbed it from them because I knew that they were writing about me and I read it. And that was you seeing me give the note back because I was done. Like, I wasn't the one writing the note. And so I explained that to her, and she, like, said she apologized for making me feel that way and stuff and whatnot. <sighs> but that went on all year. <laughs> like, they would, it was just, like, snarky comments from the both of them, like, all year. And then there was this other time, it was like the beginning of seventh grade, going into seventh grade. This was before the walkout, but I'm, I don't know if I want to talk about this because it really was just a misunderstanding, well, not with the girl, but so Wyatt, if you're watching this, it's not your fault, okay? <laughs> but okay. So I wanted to end my friendship with the friend from fourth grade at this one point. Um, and he was upset about it, so he told one of his other friends. And so his other friend at the time messaged me and was just being the most horrible person ever. <laughs> this was the first time that I ever been cyberbullied, but it was just consistent like they would not stop no matter how many times I would ask them like please just leave me alone like I'm sorry you know but they just kept like saying how horrible of a person I was that I was pathetic that like nobody cared about me they just continuously said those things like things along those lines for like a good maybe like five hours just imagine Five hours of non-stop verbal, like, bullying over, like, text message. And it got to the point, like, at this point, I didn't really know how to handle bullying. I, I didn't know. I didn't block her 
<laughs> I should have. Looking back, I definitely should have. But it got to the point where I was just, like, on my bed, and I had nothing left in me. Nothing left. I was just tears streaming down my face. My phone was on my desk, like, kind of a few feet away. And I could just hear the chimes of messages just coming, and I was just bawling my eyes out. And I couldn't, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't do it, you know? And so I'm not going to go into detail because I don't really feel comfortable. Um, but I did something that night. You can ponder whatever it is that I wasn't proud of. And it definitely affected me for a good, like, four years after that, that day. And so... That was the start of all of the, like, not okayness. Like, that was, that night, that wasn't the start of, like, the anxiety because that started long before that night, but that was the start of, like, a very bad habit <laughs> that I don't want to go into detail about. And then a also very, like, dark place in my life. That's when the depression started, um, is that night. That was definitely, I could say, looking back, a very traumatic experience for me. Um, I'm laughing because I can't not, or I'll cry. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So that was seventh grade. Moving on to 8th grade, I will say this, okay, so the start of 8th grade, so how we find out what our, sorry, I'm moving my, my headphone because it's hurting my ear. So before, like, school starts, to find out what your class, like, who your homeroom is and, like, who's in your class, they put up like sheets of paper on the office and you can go before school starts to like look at your class schedule and everything. But I wasn't in town at this time. So I asked my friend to take a picture of it and send it to me. I was out to dinner at this point. We were driving home and I look on this sheet. Oh, I'm going really ahead of myself actually. Back to seventh grade, <laughs> I had another bully. So these were two bullies. One was that guy from seventh grade that I was made fun of for liking and dating. But I broke it up. I broke up with him. And so he was not so happy. And then the other one, they were friends. The other one was a guy that was obsessed with me in fifth grade that I turned down because he creeped me out. And they became friends in seventh grade and made my life a living hell. <laughs> Every time I would walk to PE, they would like, like make the motion of throwing up. They would like slam doors in my face. They would like obviously talk about me at lunch. Like they were just 
they just made sure that I knew that they hated me. And they would give every opportunity to make sure that I knew that. That also affected me because the guy that I broke up with, I broke up with not because I didn't like him, because he, I, I don't want to say this over this, but he definitely was like the first guy that I ever like loved, you know, but there were, it was complicated and it was just better if I broke it off, you know, I didn't want to, but I did. And so him making fun of me, like just jabbed the knife in my heart even further. <laughs> so that was another thing in seventh grade that was going on. So back to the story, I got the class um, list and I read it and not only was the bully from um, the bully that didn't like me because I was friends with her friend, the guy that would make fun of me for reading slow, my ex and the guy that was obsessed with me were all in my class. I literally went home to like my grandma's house, slammed, like my mom could tell I was upset, but I slammed the door and I just started having the worst panic attack I've ever had. I mean, not to this day, I've definitely had worse, <laughs> but it was a really bad panic attack and I was freaking out because knowing that all three, all four of them, excuse me, <laughs> it was four, um, were going to be in my class for eighth grade scared the living shit out of me because I just knew that eighth grade was going to be the worst year ever. Luckily, one of them moved, well, one of them moved to the other class, another, another, so the guy that made fun of me for reading moved to the other class, the guy that was obsessed with me moved away, and so I only had to deal with my ex and the girl, which the girl finally at this point calmed down <laughs> and, like, stopped being so cruel to me. And then because my ex didn't have a leading man to help him out, he calmed down too. So, I mean, for bully-wise, like kid bully-wise, eighth grade was okay. Although, eighth grade, I was bullied by my teacher. <laughs> God, I hate that teacher, dude. He was the worst person in the fucking world. I hated that man with a burning passion. He, so it first started, um, I think, I think it started, I don't know if it was the wrench or the project. I'm just going to say the project first. So we had to do this project and... I was not feeling very proud of my project because it looked like shit. And I knew I was going to get a bad grade on it because it looked like shit. Um, I got the wrong wire and so it was all floppy and not like secure or anything. And it was really, it really upset me because we had to present this project in front of the whole class. 
And so knowing that I had to present this piece of garbage um, project in front of the class, knowing that people would make fun of me, um, really made me upset. And so when I went to present this project, you could definitely obviously tell I was upset about it. You could just tell. I am not good at hiding my emotions. And so he made fun of that. He made fun of the fact that I was upset. And he was like, why do you sound like that? You literally sound like so depressed. You're like Eeyore, you're so depressed. Like, I know like to some people that might be funny, but considering the fact that I was already upset and already in a position where I was uncomfortable being in front of the whole class and him calling me out on it in front of the whole class made me very, very upset. And then it went to a wrench and in front of the whole class, he made me read what the wrench said I'm dyslexic. I didn't fuck I couldn't read the wrench. I didn't know what it what it said. Like I I couldn't. I don't I don't I couldn't tell you. I to this day I couldn't tell you what that wrench said. It was weird, dude. Like why do that to me? You know I have trouble reading. <laughs> At this point he he knew that. And he was like he said out loud to the whole class, oh, you can't read it? Do you want me to chew your food for you too? Lunch is coming up. And then the final jab in my back was we were doing this other project where we had to film a video. And I was helping one of my friends out with his video. And at the end, he thanks me for helping him out. And so I turn the camera to myself and smile. And my friend's in the other class, right? And so I'm not in the room when he says this. But I definitely find out about it because you'll, you'll see. He pauses the, the video on my face and says, Have you ever seen a scary movie? I've never seen anything as scary as this. I find out about this because we had study hall after this, and all of the people from that class ran up to me laughing their asses off and told me what he said, thinking it was so funny. But being made fun of time and time again by this man and then by these people who also thought what he said was funny. Really, I literally went home and bawled my eyes out. Every, every time, like I would literally, every time he would like do these things, I would run home and cry about it. I was so insecure back then, like him calling me ugly really freaking sucked. And my mom tried her best, you know, like I would tell, it's funny. <laughs> my mom nowadays, she like, I didn't know your bullying was that extreme. You know, you never told me 
about it. And I'm like, I did tell you. I did tell you every single day. Like, oh, this kid said this about me today. Oh, this happened in... I would literally say to her all the time, like, oh, guess what so-and-so said about me today? Guess what my teacher called me today? I would tell her this all the time, and she would just tell me to learn to stand up for yourself. Oh, Jacqueline, you just got to stand up for yourself. Don't say that to kids when they're getting bullied. I grew up so fearful of talking in front of people because every time I did, I was made fun of. So how am I supposed to stand up for myself, you know? As you can see, it still affects me <laughs> to this day. But like... The right thing to do in this situation is comfort your child. I know it, it's like not my mom's fault because she was raised this way too. But comfort your child when they tell you these things, you know. She emailed <laughs> that teacher and this is the right thing to do, okay. She emailed the teacher and told him, hey, you're making my child come home bawling her eyes out because of the things that you're saying to her. He, <laughs> being the shit teacher that he is, said, oh, I joke around with all of my kids. Like, she shouldn't have taken it so seriously. <laughs> well, I did, Mr. Trembley. I don't even care. <laughs> He was the worst fucking teacher ever. And what's worse is, like, a lot of the kids that were in his class adored him. They thought he was the best teacher ever. Which he wasn't. Like, it doesn't take a rocket science to figure that out. He was actually a really mean teacher. <laughs> and yeah, he did make fun of other kids in those classes, too. Like, I'm not denying that, but it still doesn't make it okay. Like, the things that he said to these kids were absolute, like, he should have been fired, honestly. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> if your kid comes to you and tells you that they're being bullied, comfort them, you know? Tell them things that they can do to better protect themselves, you know, ignore that kid, tell a teacher, be like, I mean, that also didn't work for me, because I definitely didn't know how to ask for help back then, and even now, but anywho, we're gonna move on from that, but don't just shrug it off and be like, oh, deal with it yourself, you know, that's practically what I got, and so, it came to a point where I just stopped telling my mom about the things that were going on with me and, like, bullying and mental health-wise. Like, I just stopped telling her. And so she still probably doesn't know about anything in high school 
because I still was getting bullied in high school. <laughs> I mean, it was little, little things in high school, you know. I mean, I still was getting made fun of for my reading. But, like, it was stupid things. Like, in freshman year, this girl made fun of me because she hated my shoes. <laughs> Which, that one was stupid. I don't know why it affected me that much, but it definitely pissed me off a lot. And then sophomore year, I was, I don't remember, oh yeah, okay, so sophomore year, I had to deal with this kid for a whole year, okay, a whole year, I can't remember, actually remember if this was sophomore or junior year, it had to have been sophomore year. I don't, because I was in English 2 and Agriculture 2. Yeah, okay, it was, it was definitely sophomore year. <laughs> but, so, I was, I had two bullies th this year. One, I had to deal with the whole year. He constantly made fun of me, um, made, like, would say that my laugh is annoying or make fun of my outfit or like again make fun of my reading like little things like that of course <laughs> and then this other boy in a different class um also was making fun of me I don't know what his deal was like I didn't give him a single reason to make fun of me. I don't know what I did to make him, like, hate me so much. You know? Like, I didn't do anything to this guy. And it was, like, literally the first day. <laughs> and, you know, you look at people when they're speaking. That's literally a universal thing. It means respect, right? You have respect for what this person is saying. And so he was talking, and so I was looking at him, you know, like one does, and he stops what he's saying in front of the class and says, you have a looking problem, girl, I'll give you something to look at, or something like that, and like told me to turn around or whatnot, and like laughed, you know. Luckily, that teacher kind of actually stood up for me, <laughs> and made me feel better and called him out. But a lot of teachers don't do that, you know? They hear these people making fun of you and they do nothing. <laughs> I don't know what my seventh grade teacher did after I walked out of that room. I don't know. I hope she stood up for me, but I, I couldn't tell you <laughs> if she said something to those two people. <laughs> but... And, like, he just, after that day, I avoided him altogether. Like, I tried to, like, keep my head down in that class and, like, hope that he wouldn't make fun of me. But, like, he did. <laughs> I remember this one day, I just bought these pants. They were, like, literally the most beautiful pants I've ever freaking looked at, okay? They were perfect pants, Okay. I felt so confident in them. I loved the, these pants. And I wore them to school. And he made fun of my pants. <laughs> he, 
he said they looked ridiculous and I shouldn't be dressed like that and I never wore those pants again after that day I loved those pants <laughs> but nope and then junior year I could only tell you one th- one story that I remember um but I was in by not I don't know if it's biology it's definitely not biology oh biotech I was in biotech no I don't think it was in biotech I think this was still I think this was actually freshman year or sophomore year again no it was def I don't know I have too many stories man <laughs> But in agriculture, we had to memorize the, like, whole FFA quote thing. Like, uh, I don't know what you would call it. Like a speech-ish. And we had to share it in front of the class. As you always have to do, apparently, in school. And I... Definitely thought I had it memorized, but of course I didn't, and so I was stuttering a little bit, and so these two boys in front, like, just completely made fun of me, and, like, laughed at me, and so I finished with the speech and then went to my desk and put my head down and cried. There was a lot of that, a lot of that in school. Especially with reading. This is how bad the, like, bullying became. Like, the bullying trauma became apparent to me the most was the reading. Literally, every time that the teacher would pull out a book and say, we're reading this book, my heart would sink, okay, to my toes, And all of the air would just be sucked out of me. I, like, it literally felt like I couldn't breathe. And it was even worse if they said popcorn read. At that point, the panic attack already started. You know, I literally was, started hyperventilating and, like, I was just begging, begging the universe not to, like, get to me. And when it would, I would obviously stutter a lot and, like, miss, say words and, like, slow down and stuff. And I tried my best. I even would, like, read, like, a paragraph or two ahead of everyone else just so I knew what every word was. And it pissed me off the most because I could literally read it so perfectly in my brain and actually say every single word and know what that word was and then I would get chosen to popcorn read and my brain would blink I just and then everyone would laugh and then after I finished reading I would just like put my head down and start crying because I was just so overwhelmed Like, that was definitely something, like, I didn't realize was such 
like a thing. I, I, I didn't realize how much this stuff actually affected me until after. Like, even to this day, I still, when I'm around a lot of people, I still get really stressed out. When a group of high schoolers pass by, like, my heart just starts beating so fast and it feels like I can't breathe. Or when, like this one time, I literally was going to go to Sonic and get a soda and some mozzarella sticks, but I drove past and there were a bunch of high schoolers there. And I... I didn't go. I didn't get my mozzarella sticks and drink because I was just so afraid of being there with high schoolers. Even though I was out of high school at this time, like I was the big dog at that point, but I still felt so small. <laughs> even like I think with even at work, like I still feel that way. Like if I mess up on something I just automatically feel like people like my managers or whatnot are going to make fun of me for or like yell at me for messing something up like I didn't realize this until the therapist kind of pointed this out and I started to think about all of the things in my life right now that could be caused by the bullying but even driving I thought that driving, I was so afraid and anxious thinking about driving because I thought I was going to hurt someone or I thought I was going to like crash the car. But I think deep down, when I really think about it, I genuinely think the reason I'm so afraid of driving is because to drive and to practice driving, you have to be with someone. And just knowing that that person is going to be like the first time that I went out driving with my mom, right? She like, just, I know it's not her fault, but she just kept yelling at me like, slow down, slow down. Oh, not that. Like, like that, you know, that stresses me out because it's like, I feel like you're making fun of me, even though I know she's not, but I just feel that way. And I didn't realize this until now. And it's like, this is what bullying does to people. <laughs> to this day, I don't feel like I can speak in front of crowds because I, like, can't breathe. I mean, this year, I definitely overcame my reading fears by reading books. But it's not like I'm reading in front of anyone, so it's fine. But, like, I used to hate reading because every time that I would pick up a book, I would associate reading with being made fun of. And it took me so long to be able to retrain my brain with that. And, like, even with my image, like, I used to get so, like, on top of the reading, I used to get called fat and ugly and stupid all the time. And it's fine getting called ugly once or twice, but when you're getting called ugly on a daily basis, that's when it starts to really affect you and you actually start to believe it. And 
it took me so long. Even to this day, I still struggle with my image. I mean, we talked about this in last week's pod, well, the self-love podcast. But even that took me so long to unlearn and untrain my brain to think that way. It was just ingrained in my body, in my brain for so long because of the bullying. And that caused so many issues with me. But like, I didn't, like, you don't realize how much bullying affects you or affects a person until like it's too late. (laughs) I know that's like sad to say, but it's true. You don't realize how much someone can take until they can't take it anymore. And like, I I do definitely think I'm getting better about it, but like even talking ab- about it now, like I still have emotions about it that I I haven't really been able to express or feel. And until I I know that until I feel it truly, I'm not going to be able to heal from that past. But it's just so hard because it's like I've had to like deal with this like these things on my own for so long that it's like so hard to actually feel, you know, I suppressed it for so long that I don't really know where to even start. (laughs) Where do you even start with like unraveling years And I mean years of that kind of stuff. (laughs) At some point, the bullying became my mind, too. Because everyone else was saying these things, I started to say them about myself, too. And that was the hardest part, is, like, even to this day, I still have that voice in my head that, tells me I'm not good enough or I'm not worth it or I'm ugly it just it keeps replaying in my brain all day every day and I have to keep training my brain to change that narrative and change that identity that has been sewn into me for years now it's hard (laughs) I just had to get that off my chest. I think a takeaway to anyone that is currently being bullied or struggling with bullying, just know that it's going to be okay. Feel the these emotions now so that you don't have to deal with them when it actually does get better. Because it will. But for right now, tell somebody. Tell your parents. If your parents say what my parents said, uh, I have six, I have, ah, uh, I have five minutes to stop this. Okay. Anywho, uh, tell someone, okay? Know that you're not alone. There are other people in this world that deal with this too. Come talk to me. I can tell you 
everything you need to know about how to ever overcome this. Um, for people that have children that are being bullied, learn to comfort them better. Hug them, be with them, know that they're not alone. If you see someone getting bullied, stand up for them. If you're a teacher and you see kids getting bullied, stand up for them. Make them know that they're not alone. Because I wish that I had teachers in my life that stood up for me and made me feel like I wasn't alone as well. With that being said, I'm going to end this podcast right now because I am running out of time. This was a deep one. I'm sorry. I hope you guys listened this whole podcast. I know it was long. I'm sorry. I just needed to get this stuff off my chest. I hope you guys can understand and I hope you guys liked it. Let me know your guys' thoughts. Okay, bye.